Welcome to Wednesday Comics to my right. AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. And to my left. AP, Sorry. Uh, G-Dub himself. Garrett, how you doing? I'm doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. We're here at Tyler Comics coming out for this week. 3-2 and 3-3-2021. Review uh, three comics that came out last week. Uh, and then, uh, did you both catch up? I meant to talk about this pre-show, but I guess I'll talk about it on the show. Did you both uh, catch up with uh, WandaVision? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. So if you want to skip it, you certainly can when we get to the end. But I figured uh, we talked about it all the way up to last. And then we have two-ish, two episodes left. So might as well just finish it out on the show here. So especially since it's a lighter week, we only have three books. And one of them is uh, like a mini chapter. And Alex didn't even get that one because he can't understand <laughs> technology. So, um, uh, To be fair, that's I, what I uh, heard. tried to get on it. That's what I heard. Couldn't get on it. That's, so. what I, that's what I heard. Hey, listen, that's what I heard. Um, uh, it's in your password book, Alex. That thing you uh, have in your desk drawer. All the other... No, I even I even looked at that. That's the problem. I even looked at my password. <laughs> and it still wouldn't let me on. But what was weird is when I went to go check the price for it so I could respond to Marvin. Came up no problem. Didn't question me. No nothing. So I, questioned I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, here we are. Nice day. Um, it's getting fairly nice, but we'll get into that when we talk about the forecast. Uh, how are you guys doing with books? Been reading a lot of books recently, or is that a uh, how's that been going? Yeah, I've been staying caught up. I'm only eight behind, but I plan to catch up tomorrow. Stand I on have no response to that question. You know what? Owls and triple digits. Like that's how far behind he is. I am probably at least in the hundred right now. Yeah. Not only is he uh, in triple digits, but the man is uh, has he ran out of gas and he's on the side of the road right now. So, uh, I didn't say the problem is that I've told everyone that I'm going to get caught up by uh, by King Kong Godzilla. It ain't going to happen unless I actually read like eight books a night, stop playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, and uh, I don't foresee that happening. So it'll probably be twenty twenty before twenty twenty two before I'm done. I was uh, looking at that comic book today, uh, Garrett, the Jeff Lemire and Jock one on... Uh, oh, the Snow Angel? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, you mentioned it came out. And when you when you mentioned to the group, you were like, hey, that book's out now. At first, I was like, this, what the fuck's this guy talking about, Snow Angel? Even though I'm the one who brought it up. Uh, yeah, to I us. Someone, you're the one that, <laughs> and that brought it to my attention. Today, I was like, let me go and see what he was talking about. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to read that next, but... I've been having really these weird good. kind of binges where I'm, um, I'll find something like that and catch up with it. There's uh, I saw they have um, that Scarlet Witch series that came out like two years ago, that mini. And so I was thinking about reading that recently because I remember the art was great in that. So I'm going to take a look at that, I think. But, I mean, let's talk new comics this week. Uh, you know what? We usually start with DC, and that's what we're going to do again this week. Uh, Batman number 106, that is uh, James Tenney the fourth and artist is uh jorge jimenez i'm on a new website today the website that i usually go to uh was not uh pulling up for me and so i'm trying to figure out it has like a million artists in here but it even shows like the variant cover artists and so i've got to make sure i got the right one it's jorge which they have a picture of jorge this is the first website i've ever seen pictures of these guys and uh he's pretty young i thought he'd be a little older than that but i guess i don't know why but uh he's pretty young batman number 106 the Infinite Frontier uh, new uh, facing, I guess, the way the covers look. Oh, by the way, 
also featuring Robin by Joshua Williamson and Tomei Moray. That's the backup there. Following the tragic events of Infinite Frontier number zero. Oh, okay. Well, let's do that one first then. Infinite Frontier number zero. That is uh, Scott Snyder, Brian Michael Bendis, Jeff Johns, Becky Cloonan, Joshua Williamson, James Tenney IV, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Michael Conrad, Joel Jones, Rafael Sandoval, John Romita Jr., Jamal Eagmel, Alex Maleev, Howard Porter, David Marquez, Alethea Marquez, Jorge Jimenez, Todd Nunick, uh, Stephen Byrne, John Timms, uh, Jordi Targana, Klaus Johnson, Mark Morales, uh, Brad Anderson, Tomei Moray, Alex Sinclair, Jordi Belair, Emilio Lopez, Hi-Fi, Tamiris Bonvillain, and Alejandro Sanchez on Infinite Frontier Zero. That is, it says Justice League, Batman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl, Green Lantern, Alan Scott, Teen Titans Academy, Superman, Green Arrow, Black Canary, Stargirl, Green Lanterns, The Flash, Epilogue. The next phase of DC Universe begins here. Death Dark Knight's Death Metal presented the darkest threats of the multiverse. DC Future State revealed what may lay ahead. Now it's time to look into the infinite frontier of the comic book DC Universe. In Gotham City, the Joker jolts citizens awake with an attack even the Dark Knight never expected. Uh, you know, for, for a guy who's always prepared, he's always surprised, by the way. And in Brazil, a young woman discovers her identity, her identity, her destiny, and her connection to the Amazons. And Mel Reeve, Amanda Waller, Plots an invasion of Arkham Asylum in the reaches of far space. Mongo dreams, dreams of galactic domination while the Green Lantern Corps hosts the summit of its greatest enemies. At the Hall of Justice, the League joins forces with Black Adam. You gotta get that tie-in before that movie starts. Beyond the immortal world, Wonder Woman settles into a new role in the God Sphere. And somewhere in the DC Universe, this is the return of Stargirl in an all-new tale written by Jeff Johns. This oversized all-star issue kicks off the next era of storytelling excitement as top writers and artists reveal what's next and for the great world's greatest heroes and opens the door to some of the greatest stories of 2021 that is a bold claim 64 pages 599 uh what do you think Garrett? yeah i'm excited i mean anytime that dc's done these initiatives uh you know kind of soft reboot should i say i'm like well i guess the new 52 is pretty hard reboot but um, you know, Rebirth was great. I uh, just culminated in this future state, basically, with the uh, end of Death Metal. And so now we get a new uh, new era, I would say, of DC Comics. And for some reason, Infinite Frontier just sounds fucking awesome. Um, I know we're going to get a lot more Green Lantern focus uh, in this era, because I feel like they gave Green Lantern over to Grant Morrison and like he did great work on that, but he kind of made it his own thing and didn't really like let that universe kind of build out and be included with everything going on in the main DC comics. So uh, I'm excited for all the creative team changes. Um, you know, the stories we're about to get uh, detective comics being the number one that I'm looking forward to, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to, a kickoff to new storylines. Uh, that description, though, the solicit uh, wasn't that entertaining. So I'm like, hopefully it's a lot better than whatever that paragraph was. It seemed like it was a lot of, hey, I zoned out. We have all these stories. Yeah. So, uh, well, here you can get more into specifics. Batman number 106. Let's get it back to this now. Following the tragic events of Inf- Infinite Frontier in Brazil, which might be a spoiler if you started with saying following the tragic events of that issue that's not out yet. Uh, Batman is new ally, Ghostmaker. He's new ally. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
must reckon with uh, an all-new gang operating in Gotham City, but they're connected to the reemergence of the Scarecrow. Meanwhile, shadowy billionaire Satan Simon Smith pitches an advanced law enforcement system to the new mayor. The creative team behind the epic Joker War returns with this thrill-packed, dangerous new storyline called The Cowardly Lot, plus a backup story. Damien or Detective begins as Damien Wayne is on the run. After everything uh, Damien has gone through, can he escape Gotham and find his way back to the journey, to when his journey started, to his mother, Talia al Ghul? This two-part tale concludes in this month's Detective Comics 1034. So here we go, Alex Batman, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm excited to get back into the continuity line of Batman. I actually do like the uh, the Cowardly Lot. Sounds like a really interesting title for this this arc to go into. Um, but I'm also the way Joker War and the way the the Ghost Hunter kind of left me hanging, where we're still best friends now with this dude, and I'm like, yeah, are we? That was are we really, terrible. It was are we so really? bad. So I I am going in this with kind of tainted blood. I'm trying not to be too down on it, but I need this book to pick me back up where uh, I know the next book would be Detective Comics is fantastic. At least gets me more hyped for what we're going into after reading the Dark Detective book. You know, what is cool about these is they're adding like those backup stories. And I did see DC, we see that the price is going up on these books to four ninety nine instead of three ninety nine, but we're getting extra content. So fair enough. But uh, that is an interesting technique to have the backups connect to other Batman books. So to get the full story, you still have to collect both issues. So yeah, kudos to you, DC Comics. That's I haven't seen that trope since the early 2000s, uh, late 90s. Because uh, I used to do that all the fucking time, and it would suck because it would be hard to read uh, a storyline. Um. But yeah, the Ghostmaker part does make me nervous because literally it was like they had this huge blood feud and then they're like, well, future state's coming. Let's just hog it out. Like, <laughs> it wasn't that great. So I hopefully they have a better chance to flush out that story. The Swamp Thing, number one, uh, by Ram V and Mike Perkins. Um, Swamp Thing returns in an all-new 10-issue series that stars Le- Levi Camille. Camille? As the new Guardian of the Green, unable to control his transformation into the monstrous Swamp Thing, Levi is thrust into the harsh, unforgiving mystery of grisly murders committed by a supernatural (laughs) desert legend. Levi must revisit his past events in his hometown of India and face the deadly reality of a ravenous new villain in order to comprehend what he truly is and horrifyingly becoming. A uh, new era of global action and horror blossoms here. Swamp Thing will be the root of it. Uh, Gary, what do you think? You read the uh, Future State one, right? Yep, I did. Um, there was, spoilers, no Levi character. Um, so I think this will be kind of a fresh new Swamp Thing. Uh, I don't know if I should say origin, but reboot, because obviously we don't have Al Holland. Uh, maybe he'll still be in the book in some capacity, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Ram V's been really picking up um, since Future State started because we've seen him write some stories and uh, and the Swamp Thing Future State. So I'm definitely interested and going to check it out. There we go. Uh, Crime Syndicate number one, The New Deal Part One. Spinning out the pages of Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Multiverse is Reborn, and there are three with it. Six issue miniseries follows the true origins of the Malevolous. Uh, makers of Mayhem, known as the Crime Syndicate, 
as a common foe unites them. But how long can you alliances between villains like this last? Also, in this issue, the origin of Ultraman and the special backup story drawn by superstar artist Brian Hitch. So we have Andy Schmidt and uh, Kieran McCowan doing the art in this book, and then a Brian Hitch backup, as it states there. So here you go, Crime Syndicate, that's new. What's also new is uh, Suicide Squad, number one, Assault on Arkham, part one. Things have changed for Task Force S as Peacemaker takes over as the field leader. There will be no more avenging or defending for the government's top secret task force of killers, thieves, and criminals. Amanda Waller, now back in control of the squad, sends a new squad into Arkham Asylum to recruit the deadly Court of Owls assassin Talon while she interviews a new candidate, Superboy. Uh, there you go. Robbie Thompson uh, writing the book. And then we had uh, Eduardo Hansica doing the pencils there. Looks like on the cover here. Is that Superboy Prime? I believe so. Hmm. There we go. And uh, Sensational Wonder Woman, number one, chapter one, celebrating the 80th anniversary. We'll explore Sensational Wonder Woman. We'll explore everything that makes Wonder Woman the sensational hero that she is. During a battle with Dr. Psycho, Wonder Woman sacrifices herself to stop the villain, only to be hit with a psychic blast that traps her in an alternate reality. With the help of Hawkgirl, Wonder Woman has to remember who she is before it is too late. So this is uh, from Stephanie Phillips and Megan Hedrick. So there you go. Nice little, it doesn't say it's a mini, but I would, it says also it's in celebration. Is it a, uh, just like a one shot? It's no, it says part one, chapter one. I don't know. Like maybe it's a little, it's a mini series without saying it's a mini series. I think that was a digital first one. So it might be just that being, oh. Coming yeah, into that print. makes more sense. It's called Chapter One because that's what they do with those. There we go. Uh, let's move on to the uh, Diamond, which Diamond had some issues last week, right? No comics went out. At least they were delayed. Uh, they were delayed. But DC, no issue. Yeah. Yeah, that new system. I think it was because the regions where they were shipping. Well, I'm not saying uh, anything, but if DC got their books there. Uh, what did they have? Superman fly them in? Everybody else couldn't Must do have. that? Firepower by Kirkman and Samney, number nine. Robert Kirkman, Chris Samney. The Serpent Omen moves in for the kill. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Firepower. Fabulous. Other than, uh, you know what? Lied to you guys. Didn't read that uh, prequel. Too busy. Don't got time to read books anymore. Uh, but the eight issues I've read prior, I loved it. I am so excited to see what else uh, all these characters have in store. And, of course, I haven't gotten... All the in-depth feelings for all these characters, but I'm still, I still love them. Still fantastic. Uh, the art is awesome, and I, I just want more. So I think I do need to binge read a little bit more. Dude, you're gonna like, you think this book is great, and then you're gonna read that, and then your mind is gonna fucking explode with how good it is. You hear this? Well, consider it'll probably be another year before I read it. Who knows? You hear this? Oh, I wish I could read more, or I wish I had more. He has a whole prelude to read. <laughs> Noctera, number one Scott Snyder, Tony S. Daniel, Tomei Morey Full Throttle Dark, part one Ten years after the world is plunged into an everlasting night That turns all living creatures into monstrous shades The only way to survive is to stay close to artificial light This sounds like a movie called Pitch Black uh, Enter Valentina Riggs Oh, Riggs A skilled ferryman who transports people and goods Along a deadly unlit road 
with her heavily illuminated 18-wheeler. What the fuck? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, Scott Snyder, uh, Tony Estanio in an image exercise first issue. Uh, anybody getting this? Not sure. I am. Yeah? I'm going to check gonna out the first issue. Uh, I you, During your solicitation there of Riggs, I was already sold realizing she's not related to Martin Riggs, so who knows? She might be one badass person. Takes out uh, I, did, I did look at the preview just now on uh, Previews World, and it looks like we might have some Scott Snyder exposition. But That uh, fourth page? Yep. Yeah, that's what I saw too, and I was like, that was, I was like, I was oh, like, oh, I was like oh, this doesn't look that bad, and I saw that fourth page, and I was like, holy shit. That's gonna be. But a looks one pretty to get good. Past. It does look good. It does, yeah. But that fourth. So, page. We'll see. We'll give it a chance. We'll give it a shot. Maybe uh, it's just that one page. Here yeah. we go. Uh, Marvel Comics. America Chavez made in the USA. Number one, Kalina Vasquez, Carlo Gomez. Who is America? American Chavez is incredible. Her origins, her strength, her dimension-chattering star portals. Um. For when Foundation of Everything she believes it's shaken, America will stand up and face parts of herself she's been running from. From writer Kalina Vasquez from Marvel's Runaways and Carlos Gomez, Amazing Mary Jane, comes an explosive brand new story that will make all about what made America Chavez who she is and what she'll do to protect the one she loves. There you go. Uh, one of five. You know what? Marvel's not uh, shy anymore about saying that something's a mini. Remember, they used to keep that shit a secret. And then they would pull it on you being like, this is over. <laughs> I think they got so much backlash from things ending that people were like, why are you canceling? It's only been five issues. And, but as we know from uh, context inside, it was always like they would, they were always planning five issues. They just couldn't call out a mini because then some people don't buy it. And so I think they went back to transparency instead and hoping that people would just be like, yeah, I'll buy it. It's five issues, whatever. Uh, I believe America Chavez is going to be one of the new characters. Showing up in the MCU recently, so they're gonna give her her own book. Which she should deserve her own book. She's a good character. I uh, everything every time I read uh, America Chavez in a different title, I enjoy her. So, what was that uh, book that you got me on with all the? Is it Young Avengers? Is what it's called? Or what was the the one with Wiccan and? Yeah, Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. That book. was fucking great. Uh, Demon Days X Men number one. Peach uh, Momoko and Peach Momoko doing the art also for Stormbreaker. Peach Momoko comes a Marvel story unlike anything you've ever seen before. Wandering towards woman with a psychic blade arrives at a village being targeted by demons. One demon is black and white with a terrifying red tongue. And another one might be the strongest demon there is. And a stunning kickoff issue of this prestige quarterly story. Oh, they're going to do a quarterly book, huh? Uh, you'll see a revolutionary reimagining of Marvel Universe that can only come from Peach Momoko. Ready your katana and... Enter a mysterious world of demons, monsters, mutants, and magic. Book one of five of the Demon Day Saga. Uh, so here we go. A little something different. Now, on this one, it doesn't tell you it's one through five. Ah. Wait. Oh, on the top, yeah. I mean, it says it in solicit. I mean, if you read two more seconds. It's a quarterly book, though, so that means that this book's not going to end for at least a year and a half. So uh, if you want to read it and you're, like, trade waiting, you know you got to wait at least, what, two years to get it? So... Maybe mm-hmm. pick it up in this. Uh, this I'm just going to do because I don't know if this is like um, a, a part of Captain America. King King of Black Captain America number one. Uh, Danny Lore, Marco Kolak. I think this is actually... So here's the confusing fucking thing, right? We said for Daredevil, why don't you just do a, a separate one and call it Daredevil number one? I think that's what they're doing with Cap here. Instead of ruining 
and it had including Captain America in the uh, Keenan Black storyline, they're just making a separate series, and that's what this is. So if you're looking for that inclusion, that's this. It's not it's uh, Danny Lore and Marco Kolak, uh Ironheart twenty twenty and Deadpool looks like they are coming from. So if you wanna see a captain's story from that world, then go ahead and uh, pick that up. But I so I thought I'd bring it up. Just to be like, yeah, that's what you need to do. Because then I can realize I don't need to read that. Right? There you go. Star Wars High Republic number three, Kevin Scott, Areno, Ananido. Uh, Gary, are you still reading this? Yep. Yep, still good. Okay, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, you know how DC is doing like the Infinite Frontier and a lot of things are spinning off of that? I feel like Star Wars The High Republic needed that one thing. And then went into all this associated media because they have you assume a lot in this past storyline. So it's like there's really no foundation uh, except for the very limited things they tell you. So I really think they should have had some kind of kickoff. I know there's a novel, there's a bunch of novels now, and some started. Yeah, but it's like if in the comic book medium, when I have something released the same day, like it, I, I can follow along. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, what's the big picture here? Mm. So, but I like it. I think it's interesting. It's definitely, uh, interesting to see the Jedi at like their pinnacle, I would say. Uh, here we go. Boom studios. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Matt Kitt, Keanu Reeves and Ron Garney. You heard me right. Uh, Berserker number one. Discover the next blockbuster action series from iconic Keanu Reeves in this must-read comic book writing debut alongside New York Times best-selling co-writer Matt Kent and the acclaimed artist uh, Alessandro Vitti. Why is he not a solicit up there? Uh, is a brutally, brutally violent. He's not even on the cover. Is that wrong? Is that a variant you're looking at? No, I'm looking at the main cover. It says the internal artist. Maybe, I wonder if they changed. Uh, is a brutal, violent new series about one immortal warrior's fight throughout the ages. A man only known as Berserker is half-mortal, half-god, cursed and compelled to violence, even at the sacrifice of his sanity. But after wandering the world for centuries, Berserker may have finally found a refuge, working for the U.S. government to fight the battles too violent and too dangerous for anyone else. In exchange, Berserker will be granted the one thing he desires— the truth about his endless blood-soaked existence and how to end it. Note, this is for mature readers only. Uh, let's see. This art inside is definitely Rob Garney, so I'm not sure um, what the uh, solicit's about, but there we go. Uh, here we go. That's one, actually, uh, I'm excited for. I remember them announcing that a while back, and it looks cool, so, you know, can check it out. There Absolutely. Keanu on a comic book? Hell yeah. Berserker. Uh, here we go. Alex, what's going to be your pick this week? Sorry, I'm looking at the cover for Berserker, and this dude's got a lot of arrows in him. He can't uh, die, bro. I, I know, but I, I want to complain just to complain. <clears throat> He's immortal. Uh, I'm going to go with Noctera number one. I am still a sucker for a number one book. I know Scott Snyder gets a little long-winded in the in some of the words he has to put out there and how many speech bubbles he has. But I am excited to see what uh, Daniel has in store for us, see what the story has. You know what? I like some supernatural shit. And I like uh, I like when monsters 
get their asses kicked. All right, Garrett, what do you think? Ooh, Marvin, we'll have to go back. Uh, Dark Horse Fear Case number two is coming out this week. I was like, because none of these, I'm ex- I'm excited for Berserker, but uh, I would say Fear Case number two, I'm really excited for. Fear Case? Oh, here it is. I missed that. Oh, and I also missed uh, this book. It's number one. Well, let's let's go back and read that Fear Case number two. Matt Kent, Tyler Jenkins, big week for Mike Matt Kent. Then there you go. The uh, Fear Case. We like the first issue. It's just gonna be a two of four. Uh, but that's okay, you know. Here's another one by Tyler Boss, Tyler Boss. Tyler Boss, I believe, did the art for the, uh, and story from Four Kids Walking to a Bank. Yep, he did. Uh, dog, Dead Dog's Bite number one of four, also from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, Same writer, huh? I, I love that book. Cormac Guffin has gone missing. There are three days. It's been three days and no one's seen. Hide or hair of her. The police have nothing. The townsfolk are acting like a funeral procession. Rather than a search party, if Cormac has any hope of being found, to rest in the slouching shoulders of her best friend, Joe. Joe will need her wits about her, though, because like any story worth hearing, nothing is what it seems. There you go. And uh, Fear Case. You know what? This really opened up the possibilities. I was just going to go with Berserker, but you told me about Fear Case, which is your pick. And this uh, Dead Dog's Bite sounds fairly interesting up my alley. Uh, I'm going to go Berserker just because I, this one I initially, uh, had, uh, had eyes on, but, uh, this dead dog's bite does not look like a bad, uh, option also. So there we go. A lot of new, a lot of new blood this week. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Alex though, let's talk about the old blood. Let's talk about the weather, the mother earth. Tell me how it's going. You know what? Mother earth is content. Um, sometimes she gets a little frosty. Sometimes she gets a little warm, but you know what? Right now, she's in that that growing stage. We're getting ready for springtime. Uh, All those people who believe in groundhogs, yes, they are a real animal, but the myth that it was six weeks till spring is full of shit. I'm going to let everyone know that it's almost March. coming in like a lamb. That means that sack of shit's going to leave like a lion with 15 feet of snow. So don't be counting your chickens until they're hatched. Don't get too excited because it's going to be 60 degrees later this week. Just hold your horses. Don't throw any parties. I'm surprised, Alex, <laughs> you have any time to be one with the uh, the weather when you can't even, uh, you know, find time for a 20-page comic. Damn. Hey, you want to know, know what's hilarious? Is that the game I play is called Breath of the Wild, so I'm always in the wild. <laughs> I got to say, I did bust out the grill this last weekend. Well, like, Friday was nice. It snowed Saturday into Sunday morning, and then I grilled Sunday afternoon into night. I was like, what a weekend. By yourself? No, for me and my girlfriend. On Saturday when it snowed, we just made, like, casseroles and, like, warm food. Like, not warm foods, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> foods to keep you warm. <laughs> you said casseroles, and I just imagine, like, you made five different casseroles. Wait, wait, wait a second. Jalapeno, jalapeno, bacon, chicken, popper, cast, tater tot casserole. Oh, okay. Fucking best. Uh, there we go. Little casserole deal for you. You know, casserole, you call it casserole, you call it a hot dish. You know, are they the same things, different things? I think they're the same thing. I usually call them hot dish, but I get corrected quite a bit. It's like, it's a casserole. And I'm like, okay. I think it depends where you grew up. You get corrected from uh, said girlfriend that grew up in uh, a place with cheese. Um, 
not from her. Oh, from other people. Yeah, from other people. Hmm. And I'm just like talking about Alex. Why don't you go suck it? Because it's hot dish. You talking about Alex? I know the guy likes to correct people and stuff. Casserole. Alex. I do. I do correct people, but I don't know what I would call it. Because actually, I think I call it casserole. Oh yeah, Mister Coyotes. <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> Uh, there we go. The comic book's coming out for this week. Pick up your comic books. RainbowComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comics, cards, and collectibles. Uh, Want to get a pop figure? Rainbow Comics and Cards. Want to get a comic book? Rainbow Comics and Cards. Want to get a sports card? You know what, actually, Gary? You're the man to talk to about this. The uh, Pokemon cards are back hot, baby, aren't they? Uh, I went yeah, to, I guess. I went to Target, the whole wall of Pokemon cards. Not that I'm looking for Pokemon cards, but... There was like toys next to it, and so my eye happened to look over there, and there were other sports cards, but all the Pokemon stuff gone. Yeah, I know they came out with like a new card set because uh, Rainbow was selling them. They only limited to one per customer. That's how oh, hot. They also the new set is. were giving away cards in Happy Meals, and all the Happy Meals were sold out because people were buying them. And so yeah, was, they were scalping fucking Happy Meals. So there was no Happy Meals left for the kids. Luckily. Uh, Here's the thing that I, I'm probably stupid about. Uh, uh, my son had got a Happy Meal, and he actually got the Pokemon cards, and I just let him play with them. So that could, those could have been, uh, you know, worth money. Who knows? But he, uh, I'm pretty sure he, uh, I don't know where he put them. So now they're destroyed. So could have been like $10,000. Who knows? You know what? I'm going to look it up right That's now. The thing is that it amazes me that little pictures drawn on a card can be worth $16,000. And I'm sure it's the same thing with comic books. You can get, you know, four turtles drawn on a cover can be worth $10,000 just because the first print blows my mind. Hey, man, those holographics. Those holographics. It really depends. If you had, if I had all of them, then I can make a, looks like this guy is selling for 65 bucks, but just one card is like five bucks. I mean, what's still is like, these ones are like two bucks each, whatever. Whatever. Uh, my That's like five McChickens. <laughs> my son is actually getting into the Pokemon because somebody at his school likes it, and so he's been. T- he was telling me about it, like he's. Like he was telling me about it, like he's telling me for the first time, like I'm learning something. And I was like, "Hold up a second, sit down." And I tell him about the Pokemon, and we started watching Indigo League Pokemon. They're OG. Ooh, nice. Uh, so I would love if if he went up to you and he was like, "So there's this rat. He has electricity that courses through him." Well, he was telling me about Pikachu. Okay. And so he was. He did bring home the Pikachu. He did. He did tell me about the Pikachu, and he, he for a little bit he was running throughout the house just going Pikachu. And that's how. <laughs> that's how like I noticed. And I was like, like I, that's the first thing that he did. So I was just like, who taught you about Pokemon? He told me his friend uh, Jake at daycare likes Pokemon. So. Marvin, I'm I think tell you, you need to lay down the, the SmackDown. You need to challenge him to a Super Smash Ultimate Battle and go, before you can say Pikachu, you need to show Dad did, that you can handle it. He did ask me that today. <clears throat> he said, hey, can we play uh, Pokemon, the video game? And I said, I don't have any. I don't have any. Uh, maybe Pokemon Go. That'd be a good thing. I'm telling you. Well, I, I play that, but I just want to make sure when you show him the first Pokemon movie, make sure it's Mewtwo Strikes Back and not that piece of crap. <laughs> so on Netflix, they have tons of the movies and series, and so I was actually going to text you be like, which is the one that's the real one and not that remake and oh you didn't want the cgi remake so i did see the mewtwo strikes back that's when i was playing and so that was the right one okay 
the CGI the one. I choose, the I choose you one is where Pikachu's like Ash is like dying, and Pikachu's like Pika, and then he starts talking like because I want to be with you, and everyone's just like Pikachu, you don't talk, motherfucker. Like and Ash came back and killed him himself. Ash was like destroy <laughs> this everyone demon. Everyone listening, everyone listening, go to YouTube and watch the theater reaction to Pikachu speaking during that movie. It'll make you cringe so hard. It's so bad. Uh, there you go. The comics. Garrett, <laughs> Garrett, I gotta ask. Garrett, which, who's your favorite Pokemon? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, okay. This is gonna sound lame. Lame as shit. But it broke my heart. Caterpie, man. Like, I know, weak as shit Pokemon, but in that in the Indigo League, spoilers for your son, Marvin, when uh, Ash lets him go and flies with all the other Butterfrees, and you see that first little tear come down Ash's face, I'm like, Butterfree, man? So that is your favorite Pokemon? That's one of them. Why can't it be my favorite Pokemon? I just It, it just seems so sentimental and, and sweet. It just surprises oh, my, me. My favorite legendary one is Lugia, though. I mean, he's top dog. Oh God! <laughs> there we go. Yeah, fucking traumatizing. Uh, let's go into the first combo. Uh, we'll do this one first to get out of the way. But Batman next son, next son, second son, the next Batman second son, Jesus. <laughs> uh, the uh, digital first one, which won't be on print f- in until after three of them are out, I believe. Um, this is written by uh, John Ridley and art from Tony Akins. I I will say one thing about this straight up, uh, Garrett. I am disappointed that it's a different artist because I do like the other artist. Um, mm-hmm. the art, the art's, there's nothing wrong with the art. It's just that I like the other one's style for this kind of story. I think this was okay, good. I mean, for chapter one. I didn't like the Indian at all, though, by the way. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, it seemed uh, pretty lackluster. You know, when you're when you're making a story about a new character and, like, kind of his own unique thing, and then you, like, bring it to this fucking fourth wall of DC Comics, I was like, that's kind of fucking lame. I, I liked the, the whole story, and then when it got to that end, I was like, ooh, uh, do I want to read this? <laughs> it actually makes sense now. I'll tell you what happened, Alex, since you uh, didn't get it. Um Grifter shows up to get uh, um, Fox back because his dad wants him back. And so he hired, obviously, a mercenary. Um, and so Grifter's in it. And so I was like, oh, so that's why there was a Grifter back up in that next Batman. And uh don't care. Grifter is like the, the go-to, I need somebody who is not a villain, not a hero like DC. Like in, in Marvel, they would use Deadpool. And in, in DC, they use uh, Grifter. So they used to use Lobo and he was way better at it. Yeah. I think now though, they want to kind of bring it down to not having to be with cosmic shit or the space or anything like that. So they're like, you know what? Grifter. Grifter is like the, the, like the, if they need somebody to go against somebody else who doesn't have powers, Grifter's it. So, you know, I really wish they would establish the timeline. Cause like I, I actually enjoyed the story. I was telling him and I'm still, like I said before the show, I don't know who, Tim slash Jace's sidekick Vol is. I would like to meet that character, just kind of get a better understanding on who's assisting him. But when you get to that end, it just kind of pulls you out because A, 
why would ever would Lucius Fox hire a mercenary to get his son? Like, that's so outside of his character. Like, I guess we don't know the exact time of when this book takes place, but obviously it's for future state. Yeah. You uh, think he would have so been would... like, hey, uh, Bruce, you want to help me out here? Yeah. But like, if it's, but like if it's after Joker and... War, he's he's been so screwed up from Punchline, he may be like, well, I don't give a shit. What do I do anymore? That's right. Who knows? It is after Joker War. It, it's like in that space right between Future State and whatever happened last. So, um, it, like I said, I liked I liked all of it until that last part, and it's not long enough to it's not long enough of a book for like one thing could mess up the whole thing. Um, which I I will say this is the first like digital first book that I've gotten, and the way that they lay out the panels are kind of weird. Like it's like half a panel at a time. Um, even if you do full screen, like it just, it's still like only gives you half a panel out of time. So I found that a little weird, but otherwise it was okay. This is like a, it's like a seven for me, which is disappointing if you take it from what I thought of the next Batman, uh, series, this is disappointing. But in terms of, uh, a comic book, seven's not bad. Like, you know, I think I'm going to check out the next one just cause they're, they're not that expensive and, uh, uh, I'll continue to read it. Cause I actually like this character a lot. But I don't like the idea of a buddy story with him and Grifter. So, which I think it's going to go dark down. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to have any kind of nugget in this first chapter. Because I think there's only six chapters, right? Uh, maybe, uh, more. maybe. I know there's three per issue, like physical issues. So, six would make sense. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you're right. It is six. Six or 12. Six. I think six is right. Okay. So we'll see. Well, I just, yeah, a little bit more, but yeah, seven's good. I mean, we get to see him in action, but still no, almost zero fucking things about him besides he's Lucius Fox's son, so. Uh, Dark Detective Future State, number four, the finale uh, by Mariko Tamiki and uh, Dan Mora and Jordi Belair. Alex, what do you think? Uh. It left me wanting. Like, the book was so, so good. I loved the whole issue. The art was amazing. I mean, Dan Morad is at one of his best. The coloring's fantastic. Everything about it was good, and it did what the job it had to do was make me want more, and that's all I wanted. We got to the end of the issue. I read it so fast. I was, I, there was no end to this four-issue arc. It just left me wanting more, which is fantastic. I'm also mad. I, I I would say, so there's two ways to end these kind of stories in which we've seen a lot of the uh, second one a lot, which is to just like wrap stuff up fast because you only have two or four issues to do stuff in or to leave it uh, like this open-ended to possibly finish again another day. And so I thought if those are your two choices, because you know you're not coming back to this storyline specifically, they're going to go back and obviously tell from the current timeline and not the future state timeline. I thought, I was like, okay, that's the way to go out. And I actually did enjoy that's the way it went out because it leaves you with a sense of mystery. It leaves you with a sense of like, what happened? It doesn't feel cheap. It does feel like that's the way this was going to go the whole time. Bruce that was, you know, down on his luck and uh, with his back against the wall, like if he needed to, he would, you know, pull do the ultimate sacrifice. And so I liked it. I liked the whole thing. It, just, it feel like that's the only kind of ending you would have rather than, you know, Bruce locking them all up and being like, oh, I got them. Be like, okay, well, 
what what's happens now. So uh, I think they leave that open ended for another story another time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it kind of felt like to me like the ending of uh, Fight Club, the movie. You know, like everything is just like going up in smoke and falling apart. And I just think like that's what Batman was always going to do. He was going to take down the magistrate because. Uh, you know, when they're fighting, when him and Peacekeeper 1 are fighting in that, like, montage of everything that's happened, I was just like, this is just fucking beautiful, and I was half expecting there to be the old, I'm Batman, or like, this is my city, you know, even though that's what we've been trying to get away from, but I was just expecting him to say it, and he did, so I was I was proud of that, but, yeah, it was a great finale, and holy shit, let's go, Detective Comics, like, it's gonna be so he, good. He even does so much that he kind of does the opposite, where... At one point, he's speaking to himself and, and saying, did I cause this? Did I make it and the environment ripe for somebody to take over and be like an authoritarian government over these people because the way that I, you know, made it so that uh, I was the law, right? So there's like, I am, I'm going above the law. And so what's stopping the law from going above the law? So uh I I really enjoy this. Dan Moore's art is fantastic. I did have a question though. When they when peace uh peacemaker, that's why I keep peacekeeper. getting peacekeeper. peacekeeper. That's why I keep getting them mixed up. When peacekeeper takes off his mask, are we supposed to know who he is? I thought no. they would tell us. I thought Bruce would be surprised w- that it was Jim Gordon's son. I wonder if in the detective comics we'll see this person and be like, oh, that's who that is in the future. Like I, they made a they made a point of showing that he has red hair and a scar over his eye, so I mean those are two definitive attributes of this person, and I think possibly we'll get it in detective because even at the end they said, you know, next is detective, kind of like saying, hey, now we're moving on to this story, which made me think that they'll intertwine uh, they're intertwined somehow, and it it would wouldn't be out of the question because it's the same creative team for it to somehow talk about that future state, so. Well, if he's got a scar over his eye and he's got red hair, my guess would be Jim Gordon Jr. and or James or whatever you want to, whatever his name is. Because uh, when Batgirl shot, threw a batarang into his eye, I assume it left a pretty decent scar. Boom. But he was such a twerp when he went down for the count. He wasn't stocked up like works that. Out. This dude works out. Or I went to go see Bane and was like, yo, get me jacked up. I need to lift things up and put them down. Okay. Uh, might be Riddler. Who knows? Might got jacked up oh. for the future. That guy's gone through some heavy body transformations in the last five, ten years. <laughs> Anorexic, uh, yeah. jacked back, up. Yeah. Hey, just because the man, and... the man eats cod every day, has been doing reps, and that's how you you only get jacked like that. So, uh, and mercury poisoning. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh. I'm going to give it a 10. There were a lot of great moments, I thought, uh, even though things like it's weird for these for for any of these issues within future state to kind of judge them based on how you would judge any normal series, because we know they know and we know that they don't continue after whatever it is, two, four issues. And I think we even talked about this for the ones that are two issues, like a kind of a shame that it only had to be two issues. So it has to wrap up. Same thing with this one. There were some ways that obviously they cut corners to like cut the story down a little bit and you can tell throughout this but i thought that dan mora and tamiki like spent enough had enough had enough thought to make it well paced without feeling rushed there's a couple spots in this last issue that feel a little rushed 
especially like when Batman's like leaving after telling Hannah, you know, I'm going to go stop it. Like stay here. This is uh cloaked. And the next thing we know, she was there. And I was like, how'd okay. she get there? I was going to point that out because that bothered me. How'd she get there before Batman so, even got so there? So even, there <laughs> were some like, yeah, I feel like there's a part missing here. Or like you fast forwarded to the next day or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But uh, so that kind of thing. So you know what? I'm going to give it a nine then. Because like those kind of things like bothered me a little bit. But I know that it's not their fault. It's more a fault of this format that they're forced into. Which makes me excited for Detective because it'll open up that format of them being able to tell a story. Uh, but I thought as a taste of what to come and, and as this story, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely the best feature state one that came out. I would concur. I'd go with a nine. Um, I liked some of the earlier issues better. Um, I did feel that pace kind of increased rapidly, especially towards the second half of the story. Um, but yeah, I am going to miss the, uh, I'm not going to miss because it's going to be in Detective Comics, but yeah, the narration by Bruce in this issue was just on point and uh, there were parts where I thought it might get, you know, Scott Snyder-ish, but it didn't and uh, it was really great. I will I will agree. I'll go with the nine. Nine is, I was, I was going to go eight, but I like this book far too much to, to drop it below a nine. There we go. Uh, finally, Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn. Uh, this issue being number five. Uh, Katana Collins, uh, Sean Murphy, and Mateo Scalera. Well, I'm just wondering, because usually Sean is uh, credited with the writing, but he isn't on this issue. Is he? Yeah, he is. Okay. He just wasn't on that page. Uh, here we go. The fifth issue of six. Yep. A uh, little uh, start us exactly where number four ended with uh, what's his face shooting uh, Harley. Uh, and this one I'm we see. Or Hector. Hector. This one we see that Hector actually shoots the thing attaching her to the camera to make her get loose. And then the uh, Scarlet, uh, Starlet, excuse me, uh, sprays her in the face with some powder, uh, which we later learn that uh, Ivy made it so that it knocks people out. Um, but you, I know we were talking about this issue before uh, we started the the podcast. Garrett, what do you think? I loved it. I mean, I thought uh, it was. I remembered the end of the last issue, and it kind of just had this nice flow into this issue. Um, you know, with the starlet and the uh, God, I can't think of the producer, mains, the producer guy. Is that what he's called? Is the producer? Yeah, the producer. The producer. Um, I thought that was great. Um, and then I thought it really hit home for me when it started getting into the uh, middle of the story with, you know, Harley kind of flashing back, you know, after going through that powder stuff that Ivy put her through to kind of, you know, just kind of for like see how the white knight universes, uh, Harley and Joker kind of formed their relationship and so I think that always has some deep ties into the customer, to the customers, to the characters' <laughs> motivations. Selling something? I guess so. Jeez, is it Monday? Um, uh, to the characters' motivations, and uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about it here any second now. But the ending uh, was deeply emotional. So the the first half was good. It felt like the White Knight Harley Quinn book. Uh, and then you get to the second half after Garrett just said you you do the flashbacks with Harley, 
And it was once we get to Harley's building that really it, it or it already made me excited for what was going to happen, and then it got almost too personal, and I enjoyed it even more. So Starlet, you know, blows up her house. There's a gas leak because she asks the hyenas, Bud and Lou, do you guys smell gas? And then pff, blows up. Uh, the shocking character that actually surprised me was was Jason Todd in this book. I was not anticipating. I was going to ask, did we uh, know that? Be... No, I didn't. I didn't know that that Garrett? he was yeah. the uh, the uh, what do you call that? The warden. Warden. Yeah, because he showed up at the end of volume two. He was on the last page. Oh, okay. Maybe I just don't remember. Yep. Um, but yeah, the most badass part of the entire book is Bruce Wayne stealing his costume and going to Harley's place. Like, that was fucking amazing. Where he maneuvers Jason into, like, his own, like, interrogation room, steals his outfit, <laughs> heads towards Harley's. And, uh, they really hit you with the emotional punches in the last couple pages because there's a panel with Harvey Bullock telling Bruce that he shouldn't go. He shouldn't go in because then it'll double his sentence. And he said, Gotham needs you as soon as you can get back. So why would you? do this why would you ruin everything it's all handled like everything's being done that can be um and that's just like bruce's guilt of like not being able to be there all the time so that i really like that scene and then i don't know alex or marvin one of you guys can bring up the the saddest part of this issue i can't do it (laughs) alex so the tough part so the tough part is that as the building explodes, you've got Harley's trying to find her kids. She finds Bryce and is looking for the, the daughter, Jackie. And and as she's holding the boy, the hyenas actually split up. And, and Bud grabs Harley from the back and is trying to pull her out to get her to safety as Lou takes a sniff of Harley to get the scent to go find the kid. And Bud takes her outside, takes takes Harley out. And the fire department's like, hey, ma'am, you know, hold on, da-da-da, you need to stay here, the building is on fire, and she's like, no fucking shit, I see that, my kid is inside, and I'm already getting anxious, and then you turn the page, and it's Lou jumps out the window, having wrapped up Jackie in a blanket to keep her safe, he's on fire, he's smoldering, and, you know, she's all excited to see her kid, and then looks over and sees Lou whimpering, and I about cried, it was just Leave it to Sean Murphy and the rest of this team to give me an end of an issue that makes me just want to cry. It makes me break down. It makes these characters so relatable. And I have so much love for these these characters that just these two hyenas enough makes me sad. That they would risk their life to do something amazing. And that they they are on the chopping block as much as any other character in this book. Uh, also throughout this issue, I I really enjoyed, um, Harley's kind of realization about the people in her life and how when Poison Ivy's like, hey, you have to be okay with yourself. You cannot keep thinking that one part of yourself is better than the other. Batman's trying to do that and look where he is now. He's at a breaking point. Jack tried to do that and the Joker took over. One side took over completely. So you need to be okay with who you are as a mother, who you are as a, a doctor, who you are as a little chaotic uh, uh, ball of energy, we'll say. Uh, and you have to be okay with all parts of yourself in order to not go crazy. And I think it was a good, a good 
issue to kind of examine that character in ways of like because there's so many different variations of like how that character is whether it be in movies tv or comic books i think that's a nice exploration to be like you need to figure out who you really are and uh what you want to be and make sure that you're okay with it and not just okay with the parts you want to be okay with and i did like that bruce went there but then also the 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 choice of collins to not write it so that Bruce intervenes and that they just take care of everything, I think was needed. <laughs> I think if Bruce jumps in and whether it be for like the story plot of like not giving more sentences to or years to a sentence. Uh, but this book is about Harley. It's about Harley growing as a person to, we kind of see in the flashbacks, like how she becomes attached to Jack and how she becomes attached to the Joker because of that. And almost in a way, a slave or, a, you know, and basically, puts herself in jail just because she wants Jack back so bad that she'll do the things Joker wants to be by Jack. Like he mentions in that flashback, like for every 10 minutes you're worth me, I'll give you a woman of Jack. And then later on, and we've seen in the past series doing the same thing with Bruce, like doing whatever Bruce wanted. And so we've, this whole comic's kind of been like Harley trying to go on her own. And so I like this issue I thought was a very well done issue to finally be like, put Harley in a place to be like, you have to decide who you are and finally be okay with all of it. And so we get that right before the starlet blows up her building and she has to go through that, that uh, catastrophe and then the death of one of her own. And now the next issue, uh, I'm assuming that's enough to push her to figure out who she really is. And uh, somebody, AKA starlet and producer aren't going to like it. Uh, did you see the previews, the black and white previews for uh, issue six? Uh, I kind of glimpsed at them. I didn't really like take a good look, but uh, we get the uh, Tim Burton Batmobile back, baby. Oh, Boom. I did like uh, uh, Jason's uh, motorcycle. That looks sweet. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like his whole suit, and they're like, "See you later, uh, uh, command." Uh, the commander they call him, oh, captain or commander? Master. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember because after we talked about, it, I don't know if it's the warden, is the right title for him or not. But maybe, maybe he is the he's captain. High, he's high ranking. Maybe he is the captain because of uh, when Jim died. But I thought Bog took over. Maybe not. I got it right here. Let me look. Look it up. Anyways, I like how they were like, "See you later." By the way, that suit like barely fit Bruce, <laughs> and I like how they drew it so it kind of looks like that. Like it's like you can tell that suit's not made for him. It is Captain. Did you do you agree, Garrett? Now looking at that panel, like it looks like yeah. that, he, he doesn't completely fit in that suit. Yeah, is uh, looks like the thing barely goes over his arms. It's the a, jacket. I like that they made it draw like that, so you could be like, well, I mean, take a good look at him. They're probably all scared of fucking Jason Todd. It's probably why they didn't like say anything. But you can certainly tell by telling him, be like, looking at him, be like, you're not Jason. Um. There we go. Good comic books this week. Uh, even the one that I liked the least, it was uh, I thought fairly enjoyable till the end. So uh, uh, good. A lot of DC stuff this week because DC, uh, um, as we mentioned before, uh, got their stuff to the shops, and also uh, not really a lot came out last week that we were thinking about getting. We are going to read, uh, or I was going to read, and Alex is going to read uh, Two Moons, but I never got around to reading it for the show. So um, I heard oh, it's good. Go pick it up. I so. heard it's good. So that's that. 
Uh, Wednesday comics. By the way, I give Harley Quinn a 10. Yeah, I give it a 10 as well. Oh, me too. Sorry, I forgot the rating. And plus, I just forgot we were going to talk about WandaVision. WandaVision episode uh, 8, the uh, penultimate episode. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I'll look it up here in a second. Uh, We have an episode, basically a flashback of Wanda's uh, tragedies, her her, uh, um, trauma to see what led her to basically create Westview as the sitcoms. What do you think overall of the uh, episode, guys? Uh, I thought it was the best episode of the series. Um, you know, obviously the last eight weeks, uh, we've been seeing a lot of things, uh, but I thought this one really explained everything that we've experienced so far, as besides what we don't know yet, which is a lot about Agnes. Uh, and obviously we're in spoiler territory, people, so if uh, you don't want to get it spoiled, uh, skip ahead until you hear credits, I guess. But obviously with uh, Agatha Harkness uh, being the bad person um, and kind of manipulating Wanda to to kind of figure out how she's created this chaos magic to make this huge hex bubble. Um, I did find out, thanks to the lovely TikTok, that in Doctor Strange, uh, there's a spell book missing. And then in this series, Agatha has the missing spell book so that's pretty badass bt dips but i don't know i love the like we get a huge focus on wanda and the scarlet witch like we get uh, a little bit of the mind stone kind of helping with her origin and her like love of sitcoms which kind of explains the first couple episodes of uh this series and man i i just really enjoyed this episode and the ending, I was like, holy shit, this is super fucked up. And then I can only imagine how great episode nine is going to be. It's just it's just been a lot of fun. And it's just awesome to see that Marvel can give us these movie quality TV shows. And we're going to get a mega shit ton of them forever now. So I'm so pumped. I was pleasantly surprised. The just. I don't know, like, post-production stuff. How much CGI goes in this, and how all realistic it looks. Uh, we finally get to hear Scarlet Witch's, you know, her AKA Scarlet Witch, due to the fact that she did some ridiculous chaos magic that even Agatha is impressed by. Uh, and too impressed that she feels challenged by it. Has to take her kids. And, man, I am I am excited for this throwdown when she's got the, the two sons strapped to with this magic, I don't know what you want to call them, lassos, nooses, ropes around their necks, pulling them back because she doesn't want to let them go to mom. I, as a parent, cannot wait to watch Wanda beat the living shit out of her. And then you get that, did you guys watch the 30 seconds after clip? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I am interested to see where he comes into play. Well, you know, if you think about uh, Wanda's magic being somewhat from the Mind Stone, and then you got this nice Vision husk, maybe we can get the Vision back. Who knows? But I feel like something obviously not super innocent is going to be coming into the Hex Bubble. uh, I think so, too. But maybe, think about this, maybe the actual Vision can somehow move his body over to that other one. 
So right. we'll see if that happens. I, I very much enjoyed this episode. I know the uh, thought online is that everybody's enjoying it, uh, the episode. Uh, I do know there are some people who are like uh, upset about this issue. I don't know if you uh, uh, this uh, episode. I don't know if you saw this, Garrett. They're, really? They're upset that it goes back and tells a story. They feel like we saw this all. We knew this already, which I feel like we didn't. Um, but no, I think it's a lot of assumption. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, we assumed a lot of this, and it was a lot of confirmation. But the performances from Elizabeth Olsen and uh, uh, Pat, 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 what's his name? Uh, Paul Bettany. Paul. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. I was thinking of Patrick yeah. Wilson. Uh, Paul Bettany, fantastic, especially the scene in the uh, uh, that takes place during. Is that Avengers two? Yeah, no, Civil War. Civil War, Civil War, probably. Yeah, uh, I thought that was fantastic. Um, I really loved this whole series, and I think Alex kind of you touched on it at the beginning with what you were saying is just like the scale of which these shows uh, touch feel like we have a Wanda movie that we've been watching. And yes, it is nine hours. No, not nine hours. They're about half hour episodes. So about. A five-hour movie compared to you know what would be a two-hour movie, but um, I don't feel like there was any waste of time. Uh, I feel like all of it is well crafted, all well planned. I think, and we get enough. And I it made me fall in love with again. So for a while, I've I've been we've been in this binge culture, right? Like let's binge shit, let's binge it all in one day, or you can binge it, you know. And I know some people kind of uh, went uh, talking about the boys season two. People were mad that it was coming out week to week and because they wanted to be like the Mandalorian. But I think the Mandalorian and WandaVision prove one thing that week to week is way better because it, it leads to conversation like this. It leads to people talking about it. It leads to it being in the pop culture guys, uh, zeitgeist for a little bit for us to talk about it. And I think the most enjoyable thing about these series during this time is to reflect and to talk about these things and for it to all be binged at once. Then you would have somebody like, Maybe Garrett binges it all the first day it comes out. I don't watch it till a week later, and, and Alex doesn't watch it till six months later. And then we're all here being like, we never talk about it because they're like, hey, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. You know? So I think that one aspect, I, I it made me fall in love with uh, weekly TV again. And I hope, I hope for the most part, it, we go back to that. I know people like their binging. I actually never loved it. I've always it always felt like work like homework to me to be like oh, I got to binge this shit before people start talking about it, and so I'm glad that I, I get you know what give me an, an episode, and then I'll wait for the next one. If that, that feels relaxed to me, all right. Uh, well, if that's the case, totally unrelated. Watch Superman and Lois episode one. I have was recorded phenomenal. Yeah, so good. Uh, actually, because you said that, I went back and started a uh, 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 season recording, and then I found that the episode was replaying on Saturday, so I recorded it. Um, and they were premiering it on like TNT and like that's USA where, yeah. everywhere. That's where I recorded TNT. I said, "What the fuck is going on TNT? All right, I'll record it on here because it wasn't going to show like on CW till like the Monday or something like that." Uh, but in terms of the, did, go ahead, Alex. Well, I, say, I think the pleasant thing about the 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 weekly episodes is actually it, it helps build hype. It gets me excited for more Marvel universe to come out, and like you said, we get to talk about it. And as three guys who used to talk comic books and. TV shows every time we hung out. That's what makes me excited. It actually gives me something to connect with you guys on. And like I said, Garrett, you're a shark with shark with blood in the water. You get it right away. Marvin, you're a little slower shark. Me, I'm dead. And then I finally get reborn. You know what you're like, it. Alex? I don't know if there's any um, scavengers of the sea, but that's you. 
You're the, you're I'm, the, the I'm the crab at the bottom of the mm. sea waiting for the scraps of dead whale to come down. You get out of your shell and be like, what's going on over here? And then get it. And then go back here? Go back into your cave. <laughs> Let me eat this quick. And Oh, that's good. Guys, did you like this? The thing I was you thinking about. Said, yeah, we watched it. The thing I was thinking about, and the reason why I love the episode of Kind of TV, and I think you guys would be all for it, is that from now until uh, the end of the year, I think it is, or maybe even a little bit into next year, there'll be something on Disney Plus that's Marvel-related to watch. And so uh, I we, we'll probably talk about it on the show, like kind of like this, to fill. We used to have a feature every time, and so it's been kind of hard during the pandemic to find a feature that works, and I think this works. So we might continue doing this with uh, Falcon and Witch Soldier, and I think uh, everybody will enjoy. Uh, I don't think there's any, uh, anybody out of the three of us that won't be watching those shows. So. Um, oh, yeah. I really enjoy this, though, and I'm really looking forward to the finale. I feel like the finale, I don't know how long it's going to be, and they've been very, like, this, the the name of the episodes have leaked online, though, of the finale, but I don't. I haven't looked at anything. That's also another thing, too. It's like, even though there are spoilers, like, I can wait a week and do it. When I was binging it, you kind of feel like you have to sit there, not get on the internet the whole time you're watching it. So, um, I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm excited to see how that connects to Doctor Strange, because obviously it does. She's in that movie. Uh, I'm excited to see them fully embrace her as Scarlet Witch as she was called at the end of the last episode and we saw Scarlet Witch coming in from that vision that she had huh? and uh, it, it was like a new suit it wasn't the old comic one that she kind of wore in the Halloween episode and it wasn't her Avengers kind of costume it was like a mix of the two so I'm excited to see if she embraces that character fully uh, and they kind of retconned uh, Scarlet Witch from being this person who the the uh, stone gave her powers, so now she always had the powers. The stone just made it more powerful, or awakened it in her. So I'm excited um, for that retcon. For a week, that or at least some comics and media that gets you in the feels. Uh, fuck you, Vision, for giving Wanda that deed with the heart around like where we'll grow old. I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, and that's, that's well, that was enough to break her. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you son of a nut. And those really fucking guys idea. lied. They said she stormed in there and took his body. His body's still there. Well, Hayward's a piece of shit. Yeah. This fucking. <laughs> I hope this guy. And gets... they must Did they doctor the videos then yeah. from the second one? Yeah. Okay. She, when she was like, I'll get the door and she busted open, that's supposed to be like, oh, I see what they did. They just put all this time. She. To be fair, she did bust through the door and bust that window. But they made it look like she stole the body. And so uh, they did some, uh, you know, little editing. And they're like, hey, she stole the body. What the fuck? What's going on over here? And uh, she didn't actually steal anybody. That that vision inside of her reality is 100% made up. So uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. Because obviously, you know, since they made the decision to have the TV and the movie stuff all be one universe and not be separate like they were before. And, uh, and before we had trickles of like, Oh, here's Sif. She's showing up in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, like, that's basically it. I like how now the shows and the movies are in harmony. Like, one starts and one ends, and they inform the next thing. So, uh, basically, since we've been out of anything Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe for uh, two years now almost, um, it's exciting to finally be back into it. So, I'm looking forward to it uh, and looking forward to the future Marvel shows, so there we go. Um, though I was looking at the uh, their little uh, 
production calendar. I don't know how they're still filming Spider-Man. It's going to come out also in December. I feel like that gets pushed back. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how movies I work feel, I, I feel like, they get, like the timeline is going to get maneuvered again. I feel they must be have like a million people working at Marvel Studios to get all this stuff done at the same time. Well, and that's what I assume, though, is that, you know, when they probably if they talked about it coming out, they already had a plan of what they're going to do. They already started making it. They're just throwing it all together. I now. guess that's true, too. And then some CG scenes, you actually don't even need anybody real there. You just work on the computer. Good to go. So <laughs> they probably could have been doing that shit before they actually started making filming the video, the movie, the video. What am I? Since 1985? <laughs> uh, Wednesday Comics 605 at gmail.com. That's the email address to send us an email. As what I, that's what email address usually means. Uh, but just in case you didn't know, you know. Uh, that's where you can send us an yeah, email. Yeah, you, you could be a crab at the bottom of the ocean like Alex. So. Yeah. Yep. Take a check. Only eating the scraps. Uh, 605-215-1849. That's where you can leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail if you want to let us know about the uh, book club, right? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Dark Avengers 1 through 6, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Diodato Jr. Uh, read it. It's our first team, not our first, but official team up over online uh, with the comic book look. Jesus Christ, you didn't have to like, belt that? It's so loud. Yeah, got to yell at everybody. You were like that guy in that Recolide commercial, except you were talking about Dark Avengers. Sorry, I readjusted my my headset so it's actually close to my mouth. <laughs> ah, we could we couldn't tell. Are you guys deaf yet? <laughs> WednesdayComics.com is the website. Go to subscribe to the podcast so your friends about the podcast. Uh, let us know if you want to leave uh, uh, a message. Don't let us know. Leave a message. Click on the message button on that on that page. You can leave us a message. And uh, um, you know what? If you're out there and you found Theo, we've been looking for him. Ever since that episode where the building collapsed upon itself, Theo's been missing. And so please find Theo. He's out there somewhere. Uh, or you don't have to. I feel bad. And uh, you can also go there, subscribe to the show, click on the website button, and go to our merch page if you would like to uh, purchase a nice T-shirt, sweater, mug, who knows? You know, nice little mug that might be a house for Alex down in that, you know, crab cave. Might be he's a hermit crab and needs a new uh, shell. So there you go. Uh, is that the right one, hermit crab? Uh, uh, close enough. Hermits, Kermit crab. That's like a mix between Kermit and a crab. A frog. And yep, a crab? I never, I never would have gotten to that. <laughs> uh, RootsOfSwampThing.com, definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Go there. Learn about the Avatar of the Green as we got a new Avatar coming up here this week on The Swamp Thing by Ram V. Also remember our other sponsor, RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Twitter, at Wednesday Comics, at Karat2188, at Alex Pastrello, and at Marvin underscore Salguero. Uh, let us know what you think of WandaVision. Call in. Send us an email. Uh, you know what? After you watch that finale, send us that. We'll play it next week. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the finale. It's a big one. And we're going to see what's going to happen. I hope I see Dr. Strange in that episode. I was I was halfway on the edge of my seat thinking he was going to show up last episode, but he didn't. Uh, so maybe he'll show up in this one. That's how it all gets cured. Uh, we'll see. But uh, um, God, I hope so. Dr. Strange, where you been? I, I, you know what excites me about Dr. Strange? I'll tell you this right now. For that next movie, because the Dr. Strange we saw in Dr. Strange was a guy learning to do magic. And then by the time Endgame came, this or not even Endgame, Infinity War came, this motherfucker had mastered 
fucking magic. All right. He was doing tons of shit. And I'm going to see that Dr. Strange and I'm going to see him in his next movie. So I'm waiting for him to show up again and see that Dr. Strange show up and make clones of himself and fucking almost take down <laughs> Thanos. And, uh, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So for, uh, Wednesday comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone stay healthy, stay safe, and keep turning those pages.